0: Welcome to the Everything Building Envelope podcast. On this show, we discuss topics relating to the exterior building envelope, such as waterproofing, glazing, cladding, roofing, and more. You can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes and Stitcher. For previous episodes, show notes, and bonus video content, check out our website, everythingbuildingenvelope.com. Now, here's your host for the Everything Building Envelope podcast. Welcome to the Everything Building Envelope podcast. I'm Chris Matthews. Vice President of GCI Consultants, and I'll be your host of the podcast today. I'm very excited today to introduce our guests, Terry Maligoli and Ilsa McIntyre of Infrared Testing, Inc., based in Chicago. They're going to talk to us today about all the exciting activities and current Events related to infrared testing in the construction industry and beyond. Welcome, guys.
1: Great, thanks. Good for morning. Having us.
0: Thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, my name is Terry Malagoli. I'm the uh, founder and uh, CEO of the company. I started this company in 1990, and uh, from a fledging little seed, and today we're a multimillion dollar corporation, and we. Um, are a global company working all over the world. We have in Chicago 14 people in our office and we have 18 people in the field. Uh, They're scattered across the country from California to Florida to New York. We have a team that actually uh, travels outside of the country for us on a constant basis. And we'll do inspections in China, India, Europe, Australia, and pretty much what we cover interesting great all right so uh, let's talk some about how your work interacts with the building envelope and maybe some areas beyond so what is the role of infrared in envelope inspections related to building commissioning for verifying new construction and reducing liability
1: well, infrared is really an, sort of an essential part of the toolbox for uh, building commissioning, and building commissioning is getting to be uh, a much bigger thing, especially as states and companies and governments are focusing on going green initiatives. Uh, more states like California, with California's Cal Green Code, are starting to require building commissioning for all new, uh, larger, non-residential projects. Um, it's also essential for uh, things like LEED certification. And what building commissioning is, is it's a full sort of top to bottom uh, systems check quality assurance process that compares the design with the functionality of the building. It assesses the new con- uh, construction prior to occupancy. And sort of top to bottom, the building envelope, and then inside the functioning of all of the systems. And where infrared comes into play in this is both from an electrical uh, standpoint, as well as a building structural standpoint, the envelope of the building and the roof.
0: No, I was just going to add that, um, and and we've been involved with that at GCI, not from the the infrared standpoint, but doing some of the envelope commissioning work related to other types of testing and assessment of the system. So I'm familiar with that as well.
1: Exactly, exactly. And, you know, not just... New constructions actually, it's getting to be a thing for recommissioning as these uh, historical buildings are redeveloped for additional uses to sort of convert the building to to its new uses. We go in and check everything with that as well. I don't know if you're familiar with continuous commissioning, um, which I guess has been developed um, out of uh, Texas A&M University, sort of as buildings are, you know, becoming more technological They developed a system to sort of quantify energy use to continually increase, not just as the building is being built to redevelop, but sort of reevaluate continuously the increased efficiency in building operations,
0: whereas the
1: initial commissioning and sort of recommissioning focuses on verifying design. Uh, continuous commissioning looks at the total overall efficiency, especially with the subsystems. You know, in the new technology, you have the IoT connecting all of your equipment and uh, thermal imaging really complements this technology to pinpoint problem areas with further precision.
0: Great. Yeah, very interesting. So how does the infrared envelope testing add value to green initiatives, energy saving programs? I think you were kind of touching on that.
1: Yes. So again, you know, it, it's necessary for things such as lead certification, but the building envelope inspections from an infrared standpoint really came into use in the 70s and 80s. And this was a time um, where they really saw fuel price increases. And so it became necessary both from mostly a cost standpoint to make sure that you're not leaching energy out of your building, you know, from air leakage, from improper wa- uh, window ceilings, you know, from roof problems, And, you know, they estimate that excessive leakage from problem areas can as much as double energy use. The Energy Systems Lab, again, at Texas A&M University, in developing their continuous commissioning systems, estimated that as much as up to really like a fifth of energy consumed in an average commercial building is waste and caused by poorly operating systems. So uh, the infrared standpoint is to try and reduce that energy, both leaching out of the building envelope, and then from an electrical standpoint, leaching out of the electrical system.
0: Right. And I see that from my work in the building envelope, You know, that that airflow through the walls is something that wasn't always looked at historically. But now, as you say, everyone's realizing that this seals and airflow are costing people a lot of money.
1: Oh, definitely. Uh, I mean, term. I can see it even in the in my building. I live in sort of a converted it was a clothing manufacturer actually. the building was built around nineteen hundred They converted it to lofts in the nineties and this was before sort of you know retrofitted all of this this these building parts, and now we're sort of having leakage out of the window ceilings and around the outer part of the masonry. And I think that our our heating bill for the last month, especially with how cold it's been in Chicago, has been over $200 just for the month. So we're certainly feeling that as well. We need an infrared inspection in eye building.
0: Yeah, there's (laughs) there's a real world example of how it affects you right there. So how does the IR imaging uh, kind of related more to the work that I'm familiar with? How does it detect failing window seals, faulty or missing insulation? Um, things that might be invisible to the naked eye in an inspection
1: sure sure so what we'll do um, a lot of times we get called up from clients who think that they have a problem somewhere but they're not sure or you know sort of like i said with my building they you know just are encountering like massively expensive utility bills and so they'll call us up and we'll come up and set up the building to do an inspection Um, what we want to do is we create a negative pressure inside the building by altering the HVAC system. We want to make it either, you know, if it's cold outside, if we're doing the inspection in winter, raise up the heat in the building to make it quite hot or vice versa in the summer. And that way what we're looking for is it can be anything from faults in insulation, interior air sealing, and faults in the moisture retardation system. Each type of insulation has a characteristic thermal pattern, something like, you know, with a, an injected foam insulation. What we're looking for is sort of that cracking and shrinking. Um, it can be from poor insulation from the get go. And we see faults in, you know, brand new buildings. And again, that's sort of what we're looking for in the commissioning standpoint. And then certainly in older buildings, as these insulation systems start to wear down, as moisture starts to get into, um, you know, the moisture retardation system starts to fail, that's when we really see it.
0: I had some experience with a similar project. It was a hospital building with a large curtain wall, and they had done some infrared testing that was indicating, it was in Florida, it was a warm climate. Right, humid. Right, and they were, they had concerns about, air leakage through the curtain wall and had done infrared testing and identified some, I guess, localized problem areas within the curtain wall. And then we were able to use that information and the uh, report from from the thermographer to go to those specific areas and identify what the problems were and help them to resolve those. Because luckily for, in this case, it wasn't a systemic thing that was throughout. It was more isolated locations, but the infrared was great for exactly. saying, you know, you've got problems in these 10 areas and then enabling us as the experts to go up and put our eyes on it and figure out what was going wrong rather than looking at this 40,000 square feet of curtain wall inch by inch and trying to
1: trying exactly. to figure out it, right. even, even
0: if there's a problem, you know. So
1: right. Yeah. And we, yes, the infrared testing. You know, in the end, once we do pinpoint the problems, obviously we'll have to sort of get into the walls to, to, to for corrective measures. But this way, um, it can be sort of a good way to estimate costs before you get involved and commit, overly commit to a larger project than needed. But the infrared really. A lot of times we get calls from clients who think they have a problem or what they think is actually. Uh, a water leakage problem in their building is really as you said an air leakage problem and the air Mm -hmm. as it's coming into the building especially in more humid climates climates, hits uh, you know a certain material that it leads to condensation and that's where you have the moisture starting to build up rather than moisture coming in directly into the building and that can be sort of hard to to ascertain and guess on especially um, if the problem is going through you know an indirect pathway such as through you know anything like a plumbing chase in an interior wall rather than coming in directly through you know a failed window seal
0: right and isn 't that usually the, that the i r is kind of well at least in the envelope in the work that i've done that the i r is kind of the first step in identifying here are your problem areas, and then usually you need to go in like in the case that I had mentioned then you're going to go in with some more in-depth visual analysis or maybe some destructive testing or something to figure out exactly. okay here's the problem area and then what are we going to do to confirm and and come up with some some solutions is that kind of you guys approach uh when it comes to the envelope
1: exactly it's a, it's a good first step from the envelope also with problems with roof systems and rather than you know literally tearing your building apart or moving all the interior exterior walls to sort of get a lay of the land of, you know, I know I have a problem with my roof. Again, you know, the moisture may be referred from somewhere else. So, you know, I don't really know how much of the roof is damaged. And with the the infrared scan, we can sort of give you an idea of, is it 10% of the roof? Is it 2% of the roof? Is it really just a couple of problem areas? Or is it better to just replace the entire roof?
0: Right. And and you guys had mentioned that you're getting heavily into the drone um, type inspections when we were talking before the podcast. I would think that the drones are very useful for the roof inspections in a lot of uh, a lot of situations.
1: Oh yes, for the roof as well as the envelope it's really sort of revolutionized what we do and we're just very excited that our drone division is is really taking off literally and uh both literally and um physically. So what we do is especially in the urban areas we have certified drone pilots now and we um, they make drones that are outfitted with thermal cameras, and instead of the way we used to do these inspections, um, especially for the high-rise buildings, you'd have to find a series of buildings nearby and, and have people strategically located on various roofs. You're sort of like becoming like Spider-Man, having to jump from roof to roof just to get good angles and views of the entire building. And now with mm-hmm. the drones, we really get that full 360-degree view, um, especially just, you know if there's various overhangs of buildings or multiple roofing types, um, we can really just get in and see every corner.
0: Yep, right, great, and, and, and we have used probably, no, certainly not to the level of expertise that, that you guys have, but we, with some of that similar stuff with IR in looking at roofs where people believe they have a problem, trying to find where there may be some moisture, and then <clears throat> typically doing some uh, same as I was talking about earlier, confirmation testing where we do some core samples or something to find okay, is there actually moisture under there um, but yes it's, exactly it's a great tool to either indicate areas where there may be a problem or rule them out either way
1: exactly um, before you even have to get to the destructive core sampling
0: exactly you don't you don't want to do you don't want to punch any more holes into the roof than you have to so
1: exactly um,
0: so back to the energy issues how much can energy loss disrupt building heating and cooling distribution and how does that impact utility costs
1: great so like i said you know that has sort of been quantified as the with texas a&m and their continuous commissioning in saying that you know 20% of energy consumed in a building can be wasted so you know that's just sort of money that's being thrown away but even going beyond that you know you're sort of decreasing the longevity of of every system in your building by having this energy leach out. Right from the start, you know, things like building commissioning can find HVAC systems that are sort of hampered by design problems, by installation problems that result in either extensive energy use and just, you know, things like uncomfortable buildings for the inhabitants and then you know as you get to have the problems with uh air coming into your building, building a moisture, you're you know leading to things such as you know the the sick building syndrome that your workers are just becoming physically sick from things like mold problems.
0: Right, right, exactly. And that and that obviously we deal with that a lot from the water side as well.
1: Exactly. And, yes. And- you know Excessive energy consumption can increase your utility costs, but, you know, if you attack onto that, the indirect costs of, you know, if your water pipes are freezing up, you're having issues with your fire sprinkler systems. Um, Again, you know, problems caused by mold, by condensation, the water intrusion. Um, And then you're, you know, of course, opening yourself up to um, liability from the building inhabitants.
0: Sure. Yeah. Yeah. The whole sick building thing that you mentioned. So how can the IR testing um, be used to evaluate current masonry conditions and control costs on repairs?
1: Sort of like we were talking about with the roof inspection, um, the envelope, it, it works the same way. Um, we really go in for the clients both um, if they think they're having a problem. It's also something that we recommend... Um, doing every couple of years and it's starting to get codified. I think Chicago is starting to pass some laws that they require um, masonry inspections um, every, um, Terry, can you help me out? Is it every year, every couple of years? Yeah, it's every, every two years. So this is something that we go in um, and with the drone again it's really simplified and um, beautified honestly the whole process that we can get these, these beautiful views of the entire structures of the, of the building and also a really helpful study of trying to get a baseline condition of what how you know how much of an undertaking is this masonry repair project do we sort of have to go in and redo the whole thing or is it just some spot spot repairs.
0: Right. And I'm familiar with those uh, requirements. A lot of the big municipal areas in the, um, now, you know, we have, we've got aging buildings and, and this is a, a huge concern is that these exactly. masonry facades um, are not going to last forever. And, exactly. um, you know, you've got to assess them. You don't want to wait till things start falling off the building.
1: Exactly. So both from an inner standpoint, you know, it's not an option to ignore. You have air and moisture coming into the building, which creates problems inside, as we've already gone over. But outside, as you just said, you can have, you know, serious injuries caused by, you know, falling masonry, falling tile from the outside of a building, and, you know, you're opening yourselves up to a huge amount of liability from that.
0: Sure. Yeah. Right. Right. Well, lots of areas that the that the IR is useful. Um, Some I had experience with, and and certainly some even in the envelope that I'm really familiar with, some areas that I wouldn't have have thought about at first. You guys had also mentioned, I think it's kind of interesting for our audience, some of the work you're doing related to inspections of power grids and and, uh, wildfire risk, those types of things. Can you talk about that a little bit?
1: Sure, sure. Yes, this is something that we're really excited about, especially with our drones and energy savings and going green. Something that's really on people's mind a lot um, from an electric standpoint is with the wildfires out in California, um, how much of that can be caused by problems in the transmission and distribution lines. And what we can do now, and we have been doing for large companies, is going through and inspecting miles and miles of overhead and transmission lines uh, for faults uh, using our thermal drones before they contribute to things such as wildfires and um, are obviously very destructive Um, to property
0: and to, um, to people. Right. Yeah. Very interesting. Yeah. Another application that uh, obviously is is very important. Uh, Exactly. We've seen it, seen it in the news a lot recently for sure.
1: Yes. And getting back to sort of the the spot, isolating hotspots before they lead to bigger problems. Obviously, it's something that before it leads to, you know, the the bankruptcy of a company or, you know, such as (laughs) PG&E, it's something such as, you know, repairing, you know, certain cutouts before they, you know, take down the entire system.
0: Yes. Well, worth the investment to get someone like you out there to assess these before it's a, a, a much bigger problem. Well, Great. I really appreciate you guys joining us today. Why don't you tell our audience how to reach you and talk to you further if they have questions or, or, or need your assistance?
1: Thanks, Chris. It's been a real pleasure. We have a website. We're just at www.infraredtesting.com. Happy to reach out. We have some really cool samples of all of our drone studies, uh, electrical, building envelope, roof, roof inspections. We're happy to speak with anyone and um, discuss services in further detail.
0: Great. Thank you.
1: Yes. And our phone, we can be reached also by phone at 312-670-5005.
0: All right. Thank you. That uh, concludes this podcast. We will be talking to our audience again soon.
1: Thanks, Chris. Thank you very much for the opportunity.
0: Thanks for joining us today. Please subscribe to this podcast on iTunes or Stitcher. For more information on the Everything Building Envelope, previous episodes, show notes, bonus video content, and much more, check out our website, EverythingBuildingEnvelope.com.